0: well i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be a spelunking contest that's just where i took it we could change it to some sort of not exactly spelunking as the sport but cave what is the word for that where you go and search things
1: it's called spelunking
0: (laughs) yeah it's yeah
1: like urban exploration
0: yeah but in a cave so spelunking Uh,
1: (laughs) is there another word for it (laughs) there story fans welcome to almost plausible the podcast where we take ordinary ideas and turn them into stories we generally only think of flashlights as a tool something to reach for in a time of need but which otherwise sits unused and ignored well not today on this week's episode we're putting flashlights in the limelight we'll start out with a pitch session to hear the ideas each of us came up with and we'll develop the one where we think flashlights will really shine Uh. (laughs) Joining me to trip the light fantastic are my luminary co-hosts, Emily.
0: Hey, guys.
1: And F. Paul Shepard. He's always like this. Emily, I'll pass the torch to you to get us started.
0: All right. So I have two pitches today. The first is a flashlight is a child's imaginary friend. It's their best friend growing up. They go on all sorts of adventures together. And, you know, as he grows older, it gets put in a drawer, doesn't spend time with it anymore, forgets all about it. And one night he's over helping his mother, who's now widowed, replace some fuses and finds the flashlight in her attic. And the memories flash before his eyes and he remembers all the good times and it becomes his imaginary friend again. And they go on another adventure.
2: Except now he's an adult. Yes. So it's not Toy Story. It's what is
0: the movie where the guy has the bear that comes alive? Ted. 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 Actually, the one that crossed my mind after I came up with it was Drop Dead Fred. Mm. But yeah, basically similar-ish. Yeah. (laughs) Except for he has Ted his whole life and they grow together. Right. He doesn't forget about him and then rediscover him.
2: I actually have not seen the movie.
1: Yeah, you don't need to. (laughs) I didn't think so. Uh,
0: Second pitch is a golden flashlight is the prize in a Spelunking competition. Let's make some scary claustrophobic movie.
2: Uh, I have an idea. Let's not. I'm claustrophobic. So I'm
0: also claustrophobic. So this was a way to like work through that. Oh, my you gosh. You know, get my psychological Exposure therapy. taken care of. Yeah.
1: So is this like you go spelunking and then after you come back out, you're awarded the flashlight or has somebody already put the flashlight way down in a cave and whoever gets to it first gets to keep it?
0: I like the second one.
1: Maybe it's one of those things where it's like, you know, somebody will publish a thing online with like cryptic clues. Ooh! It's like, I've hidden a golden flashlight somewhere. You have to solve this riddle
0: to find which cave it is
1: to get the next clue, to get the next clue and so on and so
0: forth. Like the treasure in the desert thing. Right. Didn't somebody find that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I think somebody's suing him because they figured it out, but he had removed the treasure Uh. or something. I forget. I looked it up a while back because I was like, whatever happened with that? People were like getting hurt.
0: Oh, that's right. Because they were
1: going out into the desert. And being stupid. And being stupid, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we could do the same thing, but in caves.
1: Yeah. Because caves are so much safer than deserts. Yeah. No one's ever died in a cave, I don't think. So.
0: No, there aren't several stories about that.
2: Right. You could have like one of the contestants really wants the treasure, the prize is killing off the other contestants. They think it's some monster, but it's just some guy, some crazy guy with a pickaxe. Oh, that
1: got really dark. That's what happens in caves. That's why they need the golden flashlight. That's what I have today. All right, Uh, I'll go next. My first one. So, okay, my first three are all movies that already exist. I realized I was like, oh, this is a good idea. And I typed it up. And then as soon as I typed it up, I went, oh, no, that's just this movie. So the first one is that the main character is trapped somewhere dark, like a cave or something. And being in the dark is bad because of monsters or something. So basically, this is a cross between buried and pitch black. Uh, my second idea was a magic flashlight that when you shine it on something, it reveals that thing's true nature. So basically, they live. The third one is every time you flip the switch, the beam opens a portal to another dimension. So it's basically sliders or Rick and Morty. So since those are all things that already exist, here are my real ideas. <laughs> An absurdly powerful flashlight that can be used as a weapon. Ooh. So I thought, you know, somebody invents a beam that's just really, really bright to where like it'll cook things or burn things or something like that.
0: Okay, I was going to say, is it really hot as well? And then that's part of how you can use it.
1: Could be. Maybe that's how it's a weapon. Really uh, puts out a ton of UV. I don't know. Next idea, a flashlight that can be programmed to project any image you want onto a surface. But once you turn the light off, the image stays on that surface. So kind of like a way of painting an image onto a surface using this special flashlight. Yeah, I can see manufacturing applications for this. That would be amazing. Some teens get it and they do really complicated graffiti projection mapped graffiti that actually would be really cool
2: it's just gonna be
0: dicks everywhere yeah that's true
1: <laughs> spoilers a flashlight being used as a spotlight for bugs are you talking about actual insects yes okay it's like a backyard scenario and they've gotten a flashlight and they have it propped up and it's a night at the opera like in a bug's life is that a scene from a bug's life is that a scene in the bug's
0: life yeah i think All it's right. a flashlight that they use
2: The circus bugs.
0: No, isn't it? Um, It's a firefly with a cup on his butt.
1: That's right. Oh, see? Original idea this week. I see. I see. Completely different.
0: (laughs) Completely (laughs) different. different.
1: My last idea is a flashlight being used as a signaling device in a honey, I shrunk the kids type of situation.
2: I like that because from their perspective, it could look like a
1: lighthouse. Right. They have to figure out how to turn it on and off to get the attention of the big people. The normal size people, I guess. They're small.
0: Oh, you could do something where it's almost like Ghost Hunters meets Honey, I Shrunk the Kids because Ghost Hunters use flashlights a lot to communicate with ghosts and spirits. So you have like a medium there trying to connect with the spirits of the house. And it's really these like super shrunk people. I like that. That would be really cool. You could make it like a haunted house story. And then at the end is the reveal is that they've been shrunk.
2: I like just the general small people living in big objects type stuff. We did just do that recently with Jellybean. Though. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I've already forgotten. I don't listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> uh,
1: well, those are all my ideas. Shep, what do you have for us?
2: Uh, almost the same ideas. OK, <laughs> so let's go through them. Monsters Yay! in the Dark flashlight with dying batteries, I think, is a standard Yeah. Uh, flashlight that shows a slightly different world where its light lands, which is kind of basically the same thing that you said, except that I was thinking more of. You could shine it on a wall, and, and in the other world, there isn't a wall there. And when the light's shining on it, you could walk through mm. it. When the light's not there, you can't, because there's, there's a wall. But other than that, basically the same. Uh, flashlights that cause alterations. So a flashlight where you're in the beam of light, you have to speak the truth. Or a flashlight where you're in the beam, it affects your mental state like it makes you drunk. Which could be used as a weapon against someone just shining the light on them. And I guess that's like the flashy thing from Men in Black. Mm. Would that count as a flashlight? I mean, it's a light that flashes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Could you make it to where different uh, filters change the behavior? So like blue makes you drunk. Red makes you sleepy. Are those kryptonite colors? Oh, yeah.
2: I was thinking that maybe everyone would have a different reaction to the light and you don't know what it's going to be until the first time you use
1: it. Or maybe it's different each time. I don't know. Oh, it's like, um, what was that movie that just came out a year or two ago? Where you? take the pill and it gives you some sort of power, but you don't know what it is until you take it.
2: Oh, yeah. I don't remember the name of that movie either. I don't remember.
0: Isn't that Jelly Beans? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. We'll have to go back and edit Jelly Beans. Oh, no. (laughs) Oops. Dang. Are there any original ideas? No. Sure doesn't seem like it. No, there's not.
1: Project Power. Oh, that's right. Well, what do we like? Okay. Which of these are original? Not many. I feel like we can sort of put three of our ideas kind of all together. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a spelunking competition and it's supposed to be this like fun, normal thing and it starts off great, but then people start dying mysteriously. So there's some sort of unseen force in the dark that flashlights are important to be able to live, to survive, because that way you can't be snuck up upon. What do you guys think about that?
2: I mean, these days you wouldn't really go spelunking with flashlights necessarily
0: I'd actually had that idea when I was doing it in like part of the Spelunking competition, either set in the past so that flashlights are basically your only option or part of the rules of this particular contest is you can only use flashlight headlamps aren't allowed or something like that. Glow sticks aren't allowed. Yeah. Glow sticks.
2: Because this is a long
0: running
1: competition. It's tradition that you only use flashlights. But I can't imagine anybody involved in that hobby throwing away a possible safety thing for the sake of anything. Oh, that's a very good point. That is a good point. Do we like this idea? It has issues, but do we like this idea enough to try to solve those issues or do we want to explore a different idea?
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a spelunking contest. That's just where I took it. We could change it to some sort of not exactly spelunking as the sport, but cave what is the word for that? Where you go and search things? It's called spelunking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like urban exploration. Yeah, but in a cave. So spelunking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there another
1: word for it? Caving. Okay, it could be a. It's like, damn it, no, this is it. It's a bunch of kids who go into storm drains, but
2: yeah. I thought when you said this is it, it was like
1: this is the idea. We we found it. Oh no, this is it. Stephen King's it. it.
0: I was thinking of some sort of underground bunker. They go and find an old military bunker thing. and
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be an urban exploration group. It would explain why they just have flashlights and cell phones and stuff.
0: Yeah, let's take, let's not do spelunking. Let's do urban exploration of some abandoned building town thing.
1: It's like, oh, it's one of those uh, missile silo places. They're like an Atlas station out in a field somewhere. And they're like, yeah, I figured out how to get in there. And they're going to go explore it. Yeah, and then as soon as you go underground, your cell phone stops working. <laughs> yep. Okay. Do we like this? Is this really what we're going with? We're going with the cave stuff? After I said how much it bothered me? See, but this is good because then you can say whether it's effective or not. It'll
0: help you get through your fear.
1: Y- you know that I have a heart problem, right? <laughs> is your heart problem just that you love too much?
0: <laughs> I grew three sizes too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that's it, it's causing real issues. Okay, well, what else would we do if we're not going to do that one? What else would we do? Flashlights as weapons. Uh. Okay, so I liked what you said about the flashlight showing another like a parallel dimension. I really like the example you had of you shine it on a wall, but there's not a wall there in the parallel dimension. It reminds me of a movie I can't think of off the top of my head the title, but it has Klaus Kinski in it. And he's like a time traveler. And at one point he's trying to break into a military base. So he travels back in time to before the military base existed walks forward like 50 feet and then travels back to the present and that's how he gets past the fence. Mm. It's like, oh, that's pretty clever. That's smart. So I, I've always kind of liked that idea of using, in that case, time travel, or in this case, an alternate dimension to your advantage, being able to move between those two states. Yeah, but you can't take the flashlight with you through. Oh.
0: Because mm. as
2: you move it closer, the beam gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Huh.
0: So someone has to stay on one side. With the flashlight shining so people can come in and out yeah
2: so if someone knocks it if the cat runs by and hits the (laughs) flashlight
1: and it's no longer pointing at the wall now you're trapped on the other side so maybe it's like a stargate situation where you have like a government program they have the flashlight mounted on a special thing they're sending people through
2: now when you're through are you through in this world or in the parallel world what do you mean well if the flashlight's showing the parallel world when you walk through it are you in it
1: in the other world yeah or are you still in your world i imagine you'd be in the other world it basically all it's doing is throwing a portal on a wall yeah i guess then now we're back to rick and morty uh sort of except that there's just two possible locations there's this one and the other one yeah although it is like the game portal <laughs> sort of
0: is flashlight too hard
1: <laughs> flashlight will not defeat us okay Well, okay. Everyone reacted positively to the uh, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" idea.
0: I still like that one the best.
1: I like that small people living in a oh
2: oh here we go small people living in a world where you know you have this little coastal town where the the lighthouse is a flashlight and this town is built up around it and everyone's happy and whatever. But now the flashlight's getting dimmer. Ooh, it's getting dimmer over time. They don't understand because for them who live very brief lives. The flashlight's always been shining. Right. And maybe they don't even realize it at first because it's getting dimmer so slowly. It's not noticeable. But someone noticed like in an old photograph, they compare the old photograph, the new photograph.
1: Or maybe maybe there's like a big storm and a boat crashes and they're like, how could this happen? We have the thing and the survivors like we couldn't see the lighthouse. Or not even a storm, just a foggy night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. See, We're going somewhere here.
1: I think this is different enough from Jelly Beans.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There's no giants. There's no changing realms. There's no special superpowers. This is just a world where people smaller than us exist.
1: So it's sort of a Gulliver's Travels thing. (laughs) There's this world that there's like a, a country that exists somewhere where everyone's just really tiny compared to us. And at some point the flashlight ended up there and they built the town around it or they found the flashlight and moved it to the town or whatever however they got it there well now i'm thinking of lots of parallels it's pikmin
2: it's uh there's a sci-fi short story where the guy crashes on a small planet that's spinning really quickly and he's paralyzed but very small inhabitants of the planet keep him alive and communicate with him and he he talks Mm. to them and gives them ideas about technology and stuff it builds up their civilization basically
0: then there's that episode of Futurama where Bender becomes god and he has little people build a universe on him
2: or there's the episode of the Simpsons where they
1: have little
2: people or the episode of uh uh South Twilight Park zone
0: where,
1: <laughs> yeah or Twilight Zone where they talk I about I mean if we just lean into there are no new new ideas though.
0: Well like I said <laughs> a while back it's almost plausible not definitely original Right <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how do we
1: want our tiny person's story to differ? What happens in our tiny world? What is their goal? Obviously, the conflict is that the batteries are running low. Does somebody realize that's what's happening and that begins an adventure for new batteries? Is that enough about the flashlight, though?
0: Um, Well, if the flashlight is the source of something in their town, like the source of economy in some way, then yeah. Yeah
1: maybe there's this old guy in town who everyone thinks is crazy because he keeps talking about the caretaker or something like that this giant person who helps them out and it's like some kid they're an imaginary world they don't actually really exist in the real world they're all in some kid's imagination he's like put the flashlight or she has put the flashlight in there and so because they all live such short lives Nobody knows about the caretaker, except for one really old dude, or maybe he remembers the stories and nobody else does or something along those lines. Or there's a
2: secret organization that passes down that
1: knowledge of the caretaker. Yeah. So they have to try to bring the caretaker. They have to somehow summon the caretaker to fix the flashlight. What if the caretaker never comes?
2: What if it turns out the caretaker was a myth and the flashlight's just going to go out and they can't
1: change the batteries? They can't. It's impossible. They're too small. I think that's basically the story, right? You've got the people who are saying the caretaker will come and you've got the other faction of people who are saying the caretaker's not real. We need to figure this out ourselves. And they're arguing back and forth.
2: Oh, they're living in a dark place. They're living in a dark place and they're in the light beam. See, we're back to monsters outside the, the light again. <laughs> so they're living in a dark place, but they're safe in the light beam. But now the light beam is going out and there's a faction that's saying, we need to leave we need to find a place that has light because we're not going to have light here anymore and there's a faction that says we'll survive we've always survived something will happen you know a miracle will occur or the caretaker will return sometimes the light has been dim in the past and it got brighter again so you don't know science doesn't know everything And it's all just the allegory of the cave where, you know, the ones that leave find out that they're in a cave and there's a whole world outside that has lots of light. Spoilers for the ending.
1: (laughs) How old is the cave? I feel like if you haven't read it by now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It reminds me a bit of Warrior Cats. That's essentially the plot of i think the first book in the series my kid was reading it at one point i don't know but basically like food is running out and there's a group that says we need to go somewhere else to find the food there's this fabled better place and then there are the other ones who are like no 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 no, we couldn't possibly do that
0: mm. but i like that idea i think it's a solid idea
1: so their options are leave or stay wait for the caretaker to, to fix their problems or be active participants in their own possibly demise yes or salvation yeah What is the plan that the pro-caretaker people are proposing they do to bring the caretaker there?
0: Are they sit and wait and have faith?
1: Yeah, is it like a big prayer group? Yeah,
0: Pray, chants.
1: A ritual that they attempt to perform?
0: Are there three factions? One that's like, we just got to go. We have no other choice. We have to venture into the dark and hope for the best. And then there's another faction that's like, well, we can figure out how to harness something to create a new light or a new...
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a group of people who... There's like the science, the pro-science group, and they are like, well, we can develop our own light source. Ah, but that's heresy. Mmm. Because the one true light is the flashlight. So
2: they haven't developed any technology that creates light. That's trying to steal the power of the caretaker. That doesn't belong to us. That belongs to them. It's their domain alone.
1: Okay. Okay. And then how do people, I mean, I assume they leave, do people leave and discover there's a new, better world or a bigger, better world with lots of light? The survivors of the journey leave, they leave the cave, see the sunrise,
0: right? Well, you're going to have a few that stay. Or you can have lots of people that stay. What's the consequence of staying? We don't find out. We don't know. They just stay in darkness. And that's what we know. We can only assume that
1: the light is going to go out for them. Okay. Yeah, we follow the group that leaves. Okay. And so we're seeing it from their perspective.
0: And do they leave the closet, drawer?
1: Whatever it is. Yeah, they leave wherever they are. And Okay. What is the monster? It can't be a cat. We just did that in Jellybeans. so. No. Ah, damn it. Or do we not even find out what the monster
2: is? I imagine the journey through the dark is a very short part of it. There's no monster. That's
1: part of the theocracy.
0: There is no monster.
1: It's the village.
0: Okay, so we're just saying what all of our ideas are now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There are no new
2: ideas.
0: Almost plausible, not definitely. (laughs) Yes, yes.
2: Keep drilling it into
1: my head until I remember. (laughs) Okay, look. The difference is that in the village, they dressed up like a monster to scare the kids, and in this one, they don't do that. They just say there's a monster, and everyone believes them.
0: And in the village, a lot of people knew that they were in fact in the village and were in on the secret. And in this one, nobody knows for sure what's out there.
1: Right.
2: Except possibly the secret society of the caretaker.
0: No, I want them to be true believers. I want them to be fully invested and believe in it because they've lost the people who made it up or whatever. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Enough time has passed that the people who did know don't know anymore. Yeah. That secret never got handed down with everything else. Okay, but why aren't there people going out into the dark just to see what's there for sure? Maybe they do and they never come back?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say there have been and they've never returned. If there's a bigger,
1: better world, wouldn't you want people to know about it? Maybe somebody has come back from the bigger, better world and talks about it and nobody believes them.
0: I was thinking maybe it's a case of where it's the darkness is the abyss to which you get flung if you commit heresy or a sin so you're not welcome back anyway so why would you return they've abandoned you you found this new world you're out there living in the high life now without the crazies
1: maybe part of the doctrine is what happens to you outside in the dark is that you get possessed by evil demons or something so no one can ever come back if you leave that's it
0: and whatever comes back isn't truly
1: that person right so the people that come back and say, there is this whole
2: world out here. You can actually leave this tiny town. That's just the lies of the demons that are possessing yeah. them to get you to go yeah. out into the dark.
1: To take more souls. That's pretty good. And of course, people would come back and say, like, no, 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 that's all lies. You just come and see. And they're like, see, didn't we say they would do that? Aren't
0: they trying to beckon you out? <laughs>
1: yeah. And then eventually they give up and leave. They're like, OK, well. And then they're never seen or heard from again.
0: And that's the the faction that wants to leave. They're starting to believe a close relative who's come back and said that and then disappeared. And they're like, no, that was him. They're wrong. I know that was him. He wasn't a demon. And he made it. And we're dying here. This is the only option we have.
1: Or is there a kid who sneaks out and sneaks back in there's like a little hole in the wall that they can get through so they know that they're not actually being affected by anything in the dark they haven't come across any demons i mean you bring up a really good point like the people who end up leaving why do they decide to leave all right well let's take a quick break to to recharge our batteries these are some deep questions these are deep questions and when we come back maybe we'll have an answer for you all right, we're back. So we were trying to figure out why people would leave this town in the first place. I mean, if it's oppressive.
0: I think maybe you have a mix of banishment and people like this is oppressive. There has to be more out there. Or if they're just curious. Yeah.
1: Because the secret society, they're positioning it like, hey, we're protecting you.
0: Of course. It's always in your best interest.
2: Right. Well, that wouldn't be a secret society, then. That's just society. I guess it's not really a secret society.
0: No, it's like a theocracy.
2: Right. So in this case, the secret society would be people that leave and come back. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. So they know the truth that it's safe to go out into the dark. That's the secret. Yeah.
0: How do they convince people who are on the fence? So you have people who are like, yeah, I think I want to go with you, but I can't trust that you're not this demon. You're not possessed by the evil outside. How do they convince them? Do we have the old fashioned tell me something only I would know that no one else could possibly know? Would the demon have access to that knowledge?
1: And if you're possessed. Right. It's still you.
0: Yeah. Is it as simple as something from the outside coming back and showing them?
1: Maybe somebody figures out that the leaders are bringing stuff in. They're having things imported. If they can bring stuff in, just bring in batteries. Solve the problem. They can't reach the flashlight. They don't know it's a flashlight. It's just this light.
0: To change the battery, you have to remove either the top of the world or tip it to remove the bottom. (laughs) So, I mean, you can't just change the battery. Mm. You have to destroy your life in order to change the battery.
2: Also, you'd be in darkness that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I like the idea of the leaders being just hypocrites.
0: I don't like them being hypocrites. I want them to be true believers that they would never leave. They they are. They know that danger is real and true and that you are just a demon possessed when you come back, because I feel like that blind faith is scarier in a way.
1: Yeah. What if everything they say is true?
0: <laughs> we find out at the end they, in fact, are monsters and they are possessed. Well, because then it becomes about
1: getting to wherever the next source of light is. I mean, how did their people get there in the first place? What's that story?
0: Where's the next source of light? What does that look like? Are they in a crawl space under a house and they're getting out into the actual open air? And then now light comes and goes. So the
1: light goes out and everyone is losing their shit. But as their eyes adjust to the dark, there's a faint light in the distance that they've never noticed before because they've always been under a pool of light. And so now it becomes about getting to that new light source while not being eaten by demons. If you had people that did explore the dark, though, they would have noticed. But they're not allowed back in. Secretly, secretly exploring the dark. But if the demons are real or the monsters are real, then those people would never have come back. They've been eaten.
0: Are the demons real? I don't know. There's another prophecy that inside the darkness, there is another light. You just have to go far enough into the darkness to find it. And so they've come back and said, no, this one is true. This is out here.
2: Why would the church keep that prophecy if what they want is people to stay in the flashlight? That has to be part of the secret society's teachings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I was... Okay, I was thinking more on the secret society prophecy. I
2: say that the secret society knows that they can leave. And it doesn't become an issue because they are just keeping it secret. They go out in the dark and they get resources or whatever. And so they're all doing quite well. So they're happy with the status quo, Mm. but then the flashlight starts dying and they all know the truth that they'll have to leave.
0: Are they at a crossroads then where they have to decide whether they want to save just themselves or save everyone?
2: Yes. So it starts that they know the flashlight's going out and they're going to have to eventually plan to leave. Now they've known this for a long time because they have good records and the flashlight dies very slowly to them.
0: And they've been mapping the the dimming.
2: Yeah, they have star charts, but it's just the flashlight chart. Yeah. (laughs) The brightness of the flashlight over time. Why do they have to leave? What is the danger or what is the problem? Well, what are they using the light for? If demons don't exist. Okay. Let's pretend we're in a world where demons don't exist. Done. (laughs) Uh, Then what is the light for? They're using it to, that's where they live. They use it to see, they use it to get around. Are they using it to grow crops or something? Is that where their food comes from? Are these people solar powered?
0: Okay, so I'm envisioning, maybe this is something we should discuss too. I'm envisioning the world as the light is the floor, essentially the mm. ground, the earth below ah. them, and it shines up. So they really can't see in the dark. They're always in light 24 7. What are they going to?
2: Uh, that's why you can tell who the secret society people are, because they have blindfolds in their house that they secretly wear when they're alone. To get used to the dark. To get used to the dark. See, I was picturing it facing downward. Yeah, me too.
0: I mean, that does make a difference. Where's the light facing?
2: I'm basing it on the sun. That's where my uh, assumption or my, my presumption comes from.
1: Does the audience know right away that that's what's going on? That what's going on? That it's a flashlight and these are tiny people. Or is that a later in the film revelation? Good questions.
0: (laughs) See, I can see it going both ways. It depends on how heavy we want the allegory to be. Like if we're we're making it allegorical, then let's just start out heavy and let everybody know this is a flashlight (laughs) world and these are tiny people. And if it's not such a thick allegory, then maybe we slowly come to realize that. And that is the final reveal.
2: It would be bonkers to be watching this and see normal sized people suddenly discovering that the light in the sky is a big giant flashlight because you wouldn't think, oh, they're small people. You think that's a giant flashlight. Nothing else is on the scale of telling me that they're tiny.
0: That's kind (laughs) of cool. They have no night, so they always have a sun. Yeah. There would be shadows, though.
2: Yeah. So is the flashlight above them or below them?
0: Yeah, I think let's pick that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm having trouble. I think since
0: two of you were it's above, we'll just stick with that. And my crazy, it's below them and it's <laughs> this glowing ethereal, like hippie village is out the door.
2: <laughs> well, I was thinking more of, you know, why don't they just cover it up if they need a quiet, dark place? Since it's below them, that's super easy. It's just like putting a roof up. You're just putting it below you.
0: And then what's the advantage of it being below you then? I don't know. I just for some reason pictured it <laughs> below them. <laughs> Right. So it's above them and it's facing down. Yeah. At an angle or straight. One of those. (laughs) I don't think it actually matters except for it gives you more space. If it's an added angle, then you have more area. Mm.
2: I like it being at an angle because then not all parts of the light are equal. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could be closer to the light or further from the light. So the cathedral is right at the leading edge. Yeah. Yeah. As it gets dimmer, is the light getting closer to the flashlight or is it just getting darker?
0: The beam does get smaller in a lot of them. Last flashlight I had was like a mag light. It was bright white with fresh batteries and then it becomes more amber as they go out and it, the beam gets smaller and smaller. And
2: Well, as the beam's getting smaller, then there's going to be houses. There's going
0: to be people that live that's now outside the beam of light. Maybe that's how it starts with the discovery that it's dimming is that someone says my grandfather used to be there or something like that.
1: So the movie starts in crisis. This is already a thing they've noticed that's happening. I'd say that the secret society has noticed that it's happening. But in that case, we can't have anything, any part of the town outside of the beam. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's not have anything outside. Or
2: there are ruins outside of the town. Not. On the edge of town, but further out that perhaps they go to, or the secret society goes to, because that used to be part of the beam that they still know, that they remember. But the church tore down all those houses.
0: Because it was the caretaker's
2: will. Because it's the caretaker's will. And they probably expelled those people that lived
0: closest to the edge They were out there for a reason anyway. (laughs) It was just... It's destiny.
2: The caretakers will, obviously, is to put them in darkness. Who are we to argue? Yeah. Yeah. So, the light's going dim. I'm just trying to recap what we have so far. There's there's tiny people living happily in a beam of light in otherwise darkness. And then it becomes more apparent that even the church has noticed, perhaps that the light is getting dimmer and all the secret society people know that they can just leave and it's safe in the dark and they have to choose amongst themselves. Do we
1: try to save everyone or do we just leave? Do we try to save everyone? If there's anything that we've learned from the pandemic, it's that you can't save everyone because many of them don't want to be saved. That's true. They will vehemently disagree and
0: they'll just stay put until the light is gone
1: right not only will they just stay put
2: they'll prevent the secret society people from leaving yeah yeah, yeah. it's against their religion yeah
0: because they're fighting for their own good
2: they they right. will make bonfires to keep the light and burn the heretics <laughs> maybe if they burn
1: enough heretics the light will come back right It must be a sacrifice. The caretaker demands a sacrifice. That's why they search all the houses to find. This is happening because people don't believe. Because people are sneaking out into the dark. You're ruining this for the rest of us. You're bringing darkness back with you. This is proof. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's it.
1: So now what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it's obviously it's going to end with people staying. Oh yeah. And we won't know what ends up happening to them.
1: Right.
2: I I say that uh, most people stay. And some of the secret society people are captured and perhaps killed by the people who choose to stay by the people that choose to stay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Do one or two of them also decide to stay because they have to choose a loved one or something because they won't go and they can't go without them.
1: Maybe. I mean, we have, we have a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of our main characters decides to stay. They don't want to, but they choose to.
0: And they're
1: hoping for the best, but they know. Maybe their plan is they're going to stay because the light's clearly going to go out. They know it's safe. And so once everything's dark anyway, they can hopefully convince their family, like, what do we have to lose? Right. I know the way. So that's why they stay behind. Uh, but we never find out if that works out or not. Well, the church just started talking about
2: taking poison if the light goes out entirely so that they're not taken by demons. We don't see any of that because that's still on because it's dying very slowly. But there's that risk if they stay, everyone's just going to kill themselves
1: rather than risk being possessed by imaginary demons. Do we hint at that by all of the church people wearing brand new Nike shoes? <laughs> Where are they getting Nikes from if they're tiny? Something like a good 30 year old cult joke. Yeah.
2: No, it's big Kool Aid packets. Even further back. <laughs> So I guess we just fill in everything else with philosophical arguments about yeah. proof versus faith. So this is a very talky movie.
0: Yeah, it is a very talky movie.
2: Like not a lot happens. It's more of a rationality versus belief.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Does the town descend into chaos later in the film, like late in the third act? No, because they're true believers. They'll get together and they'll
2: they'll sing their hymns around the bonfires hmm. of the burning bodies of the non believers. At
1: what point in the story do the non-believers leave?
0: At the end, as soon as the bodies start burning.
1: Yeah, I don't imagine there's a long walk in the dark.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think I think it's a much shorter walk than they than we are thinking. So remember, I
1: mean, the point of this is the flashlight, right? So, is the beginning of the third act them trying to leave? And so, the third act is them attempting to get out of the town.
0: Yeah. So, the second act is them trying to convince people to go.
1: Right. So they decide to leave, so the end of the second act, the lowest low is the church shuts down the town. No one can go, and if you attempt to leave, we will kill you.
2: i, right. I say that
1: the lowest low is the church capturing the
2: ones that they know mm, are yeah. in the secret society, yeah, and planning to
1: perhaps sacrifice them. well, they're not so secret anymore, right? They're trying to get people to come with them right they, That was their mistake, right. yeah,
0: so now they've gathered them, and they are burning them at the stake, and the few who were convinced or didn't speak out are it's go time now they're distracted by this is there a jailer
1: who is on their side and lets them out or helps them escape or maybe they're in jail
2: and the outside people are trying to break them out of the jail so that they can all leave they're convinced they're ready to go they're ready to take the gamble in the darkness because there's no evidence otherwise so do they break them out of jail or do they fail and leave them behind
0: My dark instinct is they fail and leave them behind. Yeah, obviously. Right. It definitely makes the theocracy a lot worse. Right. It drives home that point.
1: Yeah.
2: But they're not doing it because they're evil. They're not doing it because they're bad. They're doing it because they truly believe these people brought the darkness back with them. And if we eliminate this darkness, the light will shine again. It will. It will.
1: You have to trust me. Are they believing in the face of contrary evidence? Yes. In that case, I think it is a form of evil. That intransigence, that blind faith. Well, they don't know that it won't come back until they burn a few (laughs) non-believers.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm thinking my favorite character in movies is the believer in Serenity. He is a true believer. They call him that, right? It's great because he's not actually evil. Like, he's not doing it out of malice or you know, hatred, he's just a believer and this is what has to happen in order for it to go right. Right. He's
2: yeah. trying to make better worlds. Yeah. That he himself cannot. Can never
1: be a part of. Can never. Yeah. So I think the lowest low is the public execution of the person who was jailed that they couldn't break out. Yeah. The leader, or maybe not the leader of the secret society, the one that went public with, there is a way we
2: can yeah. go into the dark. The most vocal. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the rest of the secret society is still secret. This one person went public and has the big debate with the leader of the church that the darkness is safe. It's not your enemy. It's
1: just a lack of light. It's a big shock when they're like, yes, I've gone outside. I've been in the dark and everyone's like, oh, my goodness. Right. Then you're clearly possessed by a demon by your own admission.
0: Clearly possessed by a demon. That's why the light has gotten dimmer.
1: So yeah, the other secret society people try to break them out, they fail, the person is publicly executed, and they see that. Do they see that, or are they using that time to
2: make their exit while the rest of the town is distracted by this horrific occurrence in
1: the town square? I think we can do both. Yeah. It's like the execution scene from Braveheart, right? All his compatriots are in the crowd, Mm -hmm. but I think they leave at some point before he dies. I don't remember, it's been a while since I've seen Braveheart. So then you have the third act of them going through the darkness? Yeah. I think the third act is trying to leave, still trying to leave the city. Okay. Okay, the person who went public, maybe they were the leader, and the tunnel to get out is in their house, which is now being occupied by the police or whatever, who are looking for evidence of the rest of the secret society. The tunnel to get out? Yeah. What does the outside of this town look like? Are there walls? I assume there's a big wall to keep out the demons.
2: Oh, that would make sense. Oh! They put up a wall when it, that light got dimmer to hide the houses oh, yeah. that were still out there. People don't even know. The, the people these days don't even know. But when they first put up the wall, they were doing it to keep out the darkness.
1: Yeah. And also it hides the houses.
0: There you go. So now we have a tunnel guarded.
1: So they have to figure out how to escape from the city. Do they
2: go over the wall? Do, we, do they climb the wall? How on the nose are the allegories in this? I'm just
0: curious. Would there be a gate? No, why no. would there be a gate? Gate only invites the darkness in. Oh, yes,
2: there is a gate for sending people out to exile. There must be a one-way
0: gate. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's got to be an exit.
1: Yeah. Yep. We're getting pretty close to our time. So what final things do we need to figure out? I mean, they obviously escape. Right. They definitely escape.
0: We don't need to see this city go into chaos or do its thing because we don't we don't want to know what happens to them. Right. We're just going to follow this group. Ignorance is bliss. So the light
1: is getting dimmer and dimmer and it's happening faster and faster as the movie goes on. So not everyone is a true believer and not everyone is a secret society person. Right. You have a bunch of normal people. Yeah. Right. So as we're getting toward the end of the film... Is there essentially like you have the the believers are working overtime to pray and whatever. Do you have people who are openly revolting and they eventually break the gate open and a whole bunch of them leave as the light is like getting darker and darker and darker and practically pitch black? I'd say that we don't see what happens to the city. It's implied, though, that as they're leaving, it's going to continue to go into darkness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's all we know, I think.
1: But do they get a larger group of people and they basically just walk out the gate? uh
0: what if
2: the leader had come forward the secret society leader had come forward to say the light's going out it's safe to go in the dark also here's how you can make torches which is a forbidden
1: technology mm. and that's why they burn them instead of kick them out right normally they would just boot him out the gate but they're like oh well if since you like torches so much yeah we'll show you why it's a forbidden technology right So
2: maybe there are normal characters that we meet throughout. We haven't gone through any of what the characters, specific characters are. We're missing a lot of stuff. (laughs) It's just the talking. Uh, So we meet some normal characters that aren't true believers, but aren't in the secret society that perhaps could have been convinced with more time if the church weren't so oppressive. Yeah. And perhaps at the end, you know, you have this mother looking up at the light and considering how much darker it's getting or has gotten, perhaps starts putting a torch together. We don't see anything more than that. We just see her preparing for the coming darkness. Mm. And is that to leave? Is that to stay? We don't know. But she has a family, so she's going to prepare either way.
0: I have a really hokey ending.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's hear it.
0: So as the group escapes and gets out of wherever the darkness is, outside of that, into the natural light, it's still dark because it's nighttime. But the sun's coming. And there's a glow in the distance. The sun's slowly rising and it's getting brighter.
1: Maybe they've never, for somehow, for whatever reason, they've never been out at night. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm thinking, is they get out there and the people who they've convinced that don't know this is there is light are like, yeah. it's still dark. There's no end to the darkness. And they're like, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. And then the sun starts to rise.
2: According to their records, there is a super bright. The brightest flashlight the world has ever seen in the sky. You know, you get to this landmark. Once you reach here, you'll be able to see it. And they reach there and there is no light because it's dark. And then they're just, it's over. We lost. We gambled and we lost. We went out into the darkness and there's nothing. There's tiny pinpricks of light, but that's not enough. We can't survive in this. They turn around and start trudging back to the city. What if demons are real? What if they get out there and I'm not saying that demons are real. I'm saying they're saying, what if demons are real? Because they were confident. They were brave until they got to the landmark and there wasn't light. For them, this is
1: proof that it was a lie. So maybe some of them turn back. I think many of them or all of them turn back and they start trudging back. And that's when they notice. I wouldn't say many of them. I think just some of them. Some of them might be convinced that this isn't even the right
2: landmark. They have to go further. I mean, the records are sketchy Mm. and it's hard to see. Is this even the right thing? Because in the drawing, there's a big thing here,
1: but we only have our little torches and we can only see the base of it. Mm
0: -hmm. You're right.
1: But I don't think the people who turn to go back actually go back. I think they start going back and that's when the sun is rising. So they're like, well, you were wrong. We're going to head back. And they start walking back. How quickly does the sun rise? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> How quickly does the sunrise?
0: Surprisingly fast. Not instantly. Faster than it you think it should. They're walking
1: and, and they're trudging along and they sort of are starting to sense that something is different. And they're kind of looking around and it's getting brighter slowly. Because
0: and... you have that pre-dawn light.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If there were pre-dawn light even, then yeah. that would be a hint that there is a brighter light and they just need to keep going in that direction, perhaps. From their perspective, they think that that light is close and it's just over the hill.
0: Right.
1: Well, that's why I was thinking everyone turns around to trudge back. And you then... say
2: everyone will turn back, and I say not everyone will turn back. There's zero chance that everyone's going to go, oh, we
0: were wrong. I'm with Shep on this. You have some who are like, no, let's wait here. Something's got to be different. Let's regroup, figure it out. And some are like, no, we just need to go further. Okay. Okay.
1: We follow everyone who turns back. There we go. And as they're they're going back and then they start to notice this light. And so some of them, one of them, I don't know, turns around and runs back because now they realize, oh, my gosh, they found it or something. And that's when they see that it's real. They see the light is there and then they call everybody back. I think that's too hokey for me.
0: I did say it was hokey.
1: Well, how does it end? Because
2: we're out of time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hokey ending. <laughs>
2: So maybe there's a hill between the flashlight and the exit of the cave. So the light from the exit wouldn't make it all the way to the flashlight city because there's that hill there. So they have to go over they have to climb that to them, their perspective, this mountain to get over it. So to go back, it's another long, grueling climb. And it takes a while to get up to the top. And when they do, maybe they, you know, look back and now they can see a little bit of that pre-dawn light. They can't be sure if it's there or if they're imagining it, but it looks like there might be a light in that direction.
0: Is it enough to make them turn back and keep going? If they've had to climb back up, they've
1: stopped at the top to rest before they go back down and someone says, does it seem like there's light? And they're like, you just want there to be light. You think you're seeing a light. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, no, I'm pretty sure there's light. And then they realize there is light. Or maybe they
2: think it's a reflection of the the flashlight somehow when they're up here. Can they see the city from where they are on top of this mountain? Yeah, I I figure from at the top, they can see both. They can see Mm. the dimming flashlight city and they can see the exit that's now getting brighter.
0: Do we see the difference of the one getting brighter and the one getting dimmer?
1: Oh, yeah. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that, I think we'll wrap it up. Maybe not as many details as we would have liked, but I think... Overall, there's a story there. We have
2: zero named characters. Mm. We haven't articulated any of the arguments for
1: faith. We have an outline. We're (laughs) not philosophers. It's not our job. That's someone else's problem. (laughs) We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. Are you carrying a torch for this episode, or would you rather put it to the torch? Mm. Too soon! You can let us know via email or social media. Links to those can be found on our website, almostplausible.com. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. New episodes come out every Tuesday, and they're free, so what do you have to lose? Thank you for listening. Emily Shep and I will see you back here next week for another episode of Almost Plausible.